0: Welcome to the Field Viewpoint, a Digital Farming Institute podcast. I'm your host, Valerie Sled. This is not just another ag tech podcast. This podcast brings together viewpoints that move far beyond field view button pushes and standard sales pitches. Whether you're a seasoned seller looking to sharpen your digital sales skills, or you're just starting your journey using digital tools in the field, this podcast is designed to help you build your confidence with your competence. In today's episode, we interview two Crop Protection FSRs from Texas about how to solve problems, conduct trials, and handle product losses, all with FieldView. Let's get started. Well, hello everyone again. We are back with another Digital Farming Institute podcast, and today, once again, I have our incredible partner in Andrew Canuck, our regional training manager, who's working side by side to deliver sales strategy along with our digital tools for this program. But we also have two really great crop protection FSRs who've supported this program in many ways. They've allowed me to be able to use some of their fields. They've talked me through some of the nuances of what cotton growing can look like with crop protection. And so here today we have Byron Hoover and Kyle Shortner who are both crop protection FSRs in Texas. I'm going to try to say this correctly. Byron Hoover is located in the panhandle of Texas and Kyle Shortner covers Central West Texas as long as as well as Southwest Oklahoma which are the regions that really cover cotton so they uh they have a wealth of experience both in crop protection and with field view and so I'm happy to bring them on today to talk a little bit more about problem solving as well as conducting trials on the farm so I'm going to give them both a chance to introduce themselves and share a little bit about their background how they came into role and what they've done with field view so Byron why don't you kick us off
1: yeah, appreciate the opportunity, Valerie. Um, so Byron Hoover Chemistry FSR out in the Texas Panhandle, Oklahoma Panhandle, and I've got a little jagged in New Mexico. I actually started through the internship program with Monsanto. It's been like 11 years ago now. Uh, so started out with Channel Seed uh, as an intern, moved over to the crop protection side as a trainee, and then actually had Kyle's Territory uh, as my first territory um, as we were launching Extendamax spent three years launching Extendamax, and then oddly enough, uh, the like the week that we got the label is when uh, I, I moved over to, to Climate. And so I, I worked as a, well had a lot of different names over the years, but I got the opportunity to kind of roll out Climate field view to the Western half of the United States. So I had Texas, Oklahoma, Kansas, and everything West out to California. And so did that for a little over three years. During COVID, went did a quick step back on the seed side as a CBA and then moved back to the crop protection side here in the uh so so back on the on the crop protection side kind of kind of full circle there so
0: thank you Byron and also again thank you for extending so much background in some of your fields for the support of this group i know that we'll be talking through some of them next week next session for DFI Kyle why don't you go ahead and give us an introduction as well
2: thank you Valerie So, I'm Kyle Swartner. I live in central West Texas and I work all the way up to southwestern Oklahoma. That includes uh, most of the cotton growing areas in southern Oklahoma and obviously West Texas. In my former career, I actually uh, ran a a retail location uh, for uh, agronomy products and stuff at uh, a local co op, and Byron was my dealer. And at that point in time, they were launching a lot of climate activities and a lot of things for us to use and he actually had me be one of the pilot testers for the field view cab app in cotton actually whenever it rolled out so i actually got to work real close with jeff hamlin and a bunch of the uh, bunch of the guys higher up to help design climate around how farming in texas actually works and try to make it more user friendly for for us here in the cotton region
0: so we have you to thank as well for those who are repping cotton in this group, really. Uh, the work that you and, and Byron laid early on is what I'm hearing. Um, thank you, appreciate you leaning into the innovation. Um, that's a running theme that we talk about, like being a part of innovation takes some work. So thank you for taking time to to do that, be a part of that. So I'm going to kick it back over to Andrew to ask some questions, but what's great about this call, I think, is just knowing y'all's history, knowing that you and, and Byron have a relationship, Kyle, from early on that started with digital or started in some ways with digital, right? So how cool is that? I will let Andrew start asking some questions about how we do farm trials with FieldView.
3: Well, thank you valerie and byron and kyle thanks for joining us folks a wealth of knowledge and information coming at you here from these two individuals and i'm going to start out real easy can you guys share what role does FieldView play in on-farm trials today as our customers are digitally transforming
1: yeah i, I can kind of kick that off and and i look at it kind of twofold one putting my farmer hat on and uh, kind of the role that it plays from that perspective and then also um, so I, I do a little bit of farming a little bit of dry land a little bit of irrigated on my own stuff as well as helping my family out on the family farm there so I I'm, I'm look at it both from that perspective and what the value brings um, wearing my farmer hat and then also as a as a chemistry FSR you know kind of the opportunity that that it provides on looking at new products and things of that nature so with my farmer hat on first I cover a lot of, or have covered a lot of different seed territories over the years and, you know, been involved in all the, all the seed meetings and plots and, and um, so what I kind of do is use that information of what products are, are coming down the pipeline, um, what the seed guys are excited about, and then, and then we put those um, hybrids that they feel like fit um, on our own farm. And so we're, you know we we know what works but then we also take a look at the things that are coming down the pipeline and rather than doing plot like full-blown plots like we're all used to doing which take a whole lot of time and you know if you're looking at small acreage you kind of question how much value it is across the whole operation and so uh, whether it's split planner and looking at you know new products across the entire field and putting up against what's already working that's been the biggest thing that's been the benefit on our local or like on our personal farming operation. And then also the same thing, if we're going to invest extra dollars in, uh, whether it's a fungicide or something in furrow or a different fertilizer, if we're making that additional investment, I want to know that it works before, whether I make that recommendation to my family farm or to other people in my geography or my retailers and things of that nature. And so switching over to kind of my crop protection FSR hat, it's just been integral in trying to build new markets. You know, we have, going back to the the Monsanto side, we had on crop protection, we had Roundup was the bulk of our business. And then I had a few residuals that played in, you know, you pick the market where that's corn, wheat, Milo, cotton. But then you look at our portfolio now as Bayer and how broad that is. It's one thing to show data that was generated in Illinois or Iowa, and it's a very different thing to show what these chemistries are doing in my backyard in the counties that I that I work in. So a lot of what I'm trying to do with FieldView is rather than focusing on markets that I'm trying to take business from someone else is look at opportunities where there is an application that's not being sprayed today. So if, is that a in in furrow with vellum, which it's been proven down in South Texas, but is not a market that we play in here how can I generate that local data before I make the recommendation? And so if I'm going in and going to ask you to spend a dollar that you haven't spent in the past, I can show you what it's not only has it what it's done in our area, but it's what it's done on my farm. So we've done that with um, just trying to build markets with Vellum and, and building that local data before we asked for the lift. And then also kind of doing the same thing with Minuet and Sorghum. So especially as you look at some of the lower margin products and lower margin crops, if I'm going to ask you to spend $5 extra, I'm going to show, be able to show you where it will return 10 or or whatever the case is. And so, you know, as you put kind of both of those hats together, I think in the end, it's understanding not only what the product is capable of doing, but what the product will do on our in our own backyard and, and in our own geographies.
3: That's some outstanding knowledge and wisdom right there. And maybe I'll follow this up. Would you share what are a couple easy trials today that you think crop protection FSRs or seed FSRs a CBA could engage with to get their first digital win with the customer?
1: So easy trial or or, uh, first step. So the way that I would look at that is it's a learning curve, right? So whether you're talking a new product whether that's from a chemistry standpoint, whether that's from a hybrid standpoint, or a digital platform, I would look for somebody that is already Steve, the value in field view that's in your geography, because everybody, I don't care where you're at. Somebody's got somebody that's already doing trials in field view. And so I would, I would look at, if you don't already have a relationship there, jump in a tractor, jump in a sprayer, jump in a combine and, uh, understand what they're doing with FieldView already. Because if you're trying to take someone from zero, and zero is not using the product you're trying to to highlight and not using climate and trying to get results, if you're trying to do all of those at once, it's it can be too much. And so I would lean on somebody that's already doing trials in FieldView, get to understand what they are, how they're utilizing the product, and then rather than try to go in there and say here's the one thing I'm trying to to get on this farm if you got to understanding of what they're already understanding of what they're already doing then you can look at what they're doing and, and where is the what's the lowest hanging fruit is that do are they rigged up with you know they're already using field beef for planting or and they're already putting out fertilizer is there something that we can add to that tank that they're already doing to show them value without taking you know not asking for a big time commitment or anything like that so Anything with the planner to me, if they're already using FieldView and they're already rigged up is kind of the lowest hanging fruit, whether that's a menu add, a, a Vellum, uh, Sabanto, Infero, things like that. I would just say, don't try to go from zero to 60 with someone, take some that's already driving the speed limit and uh, see where you can bring a value on their on their operation.
3: Outstanding advice. And folks, as we think about that digital journey that we kicked off in session one talking, uh we're looking for folks that are a little ways into that journey maybe step two or step three with that said kyle i'd i'd maybe ask you from your broad experience working with farmers to your current role today and and doing some you know potentially problem solving and and dealing with situations one of the biggest concerns we hear is well I got my data digital, now I'm afraid I'm, my product's going to lose. How do you work through that situation? How do you explain that back to the customer?
2: Well, trials are always uh, hit or miss. And, and you have areas of fields, obviously, that are going to respond better to certain products. And you have varieties that are going to spawn better and, and, and come back. So just a little background what I've been doing the past few years. Uh, since I've started with Bear, I've kind of been named the vellum team lead. And so I've been going out and working with big producers, you know, large 300 acre fields, 40 acre. I mean, not small trials. So, so obviously I've had fields where the weather was conducive to early season, you know, fungi that that cause pythium, rhizoctonia, things of that nature, right? And. Then i've had other fields where it's been hot and dry and there's been no need for a fungicide or nematocide in the row you know we didn't know we had nematodes so we were looking at it for a fungicide perspective and obviously there's a lot of fields where we did not see a large yield response you know and that's that's where you've had to go in and explain guys you know more what your product is and why it's out there and that it's not going to get you effect every time. You're going to get effect, but getting that to correlate with yield is sometimes a tricky scenario. So, in all of our data, just take Vellum for instance, the past three years, I mean, I'm going to win 70% of the time. And I'm upfront with all of my customers, all of my retailers that I'm not going to be 100%. There is no product that is 100% in my eyes because I've never been able to prove one 100%. And that's where Vellum, whenever I'm able to take a guy out there and show, look, you know, we didn't increase your overall yield on this whole entire field, but look at this one area. Look at this horseshoe that you've had for three years that, that is normally yellow or red, and it's closer to green. It may, it may still be slightly yellow, but, but we did have an impact. So being able to use it on the broad acre and over a lot more than just a small strip trial is where I'm able to actually bring in the small wins of every area.
3: I think you hit on something key is setting expectations and realizing yes, as a whole, the solutions we're providing through Bayer and specifically you're talking Vellum, it has value as a 70% win ratio, but we've got the flip where, hey, 30% of the time it may not show that response. As you think about working through that problem digitally, how has that changed versus prior to having Field View when you would try and help a customer see value in a product, Kyle? Can you share any experience from that aspect?
2: Absolutely. So prior to FieldView, when Byron was working in my area, we have what is called Texas Cotton Root Rot, and it is fields where 65, 70% of the field was dying. And another chemical company came out with a product that we use in-furrow to, to treat this and to take care of that. Well, prior to field view, I wasn't able to, to show exactly the extent. They were like, oh, well, I was able to harvest it, but you know, I still pulled stuff up. I still had issues. You know, once we got climate, I was able to show real yield exactly where it was coming from. I was able to say, hey guys, how about we start looking at variable rate? And in these areas, we're still not putting enough out. We need to raise our rates, you know, in those areas and then downgrade our rates and others. And in the end, we're gonna have a wash. We didn't spend any more money and we didn't spend any less. We just reallocated the funds where they needed to be. And that's, that is what FieldView has done for me in a cotton acre and I've taken that experience now because cotton root is very visual. I mean you look up google earth and you can see it uh, year in year out you can see those spots but making sure that I showed guys exactly how their money was being spent and where we could do it better and actually go into the variable rate technology is where where it really started to take effect and give me a lot more confidence in products and give me a lot more confidence with growers.
3: You just said something that strikes me as a picture's worth a thousand words when you can show that farmer on their own field that is incredibly powerful. As you think about really that conversation now and it's digitally and focused, how is that helping you get past some of the baseline objections and really get down to understanding the true problem with that customer where you were able to recommend variable rate and show them the outcome. Could either one of you give some context around that for the listeners?
2: So let's go back to the root rot and the variable rate and how to get a guy in that he was running a 4440 a baseline planner that didn't even collect any data and then we got him to move into you know just putting a variable rate system on that you know. man field view is just instrumental in that it was too easy absolutely too easy once you could go that say look we put two ounces of this product out and we had a response and we put that over the whole field well now let's talk about we're still going to have two ounces average across the entirety of this field but we're going to put eight ounces in the bad spots and go to zero where we don't need it so at first i had pushback from guys that were wanting well i want to save money i don't want to to spend the same amount of money and get results and I, I as a like, guy's farming is all about allocating funds there's there's the amount of funds that you're going to have in that acre every year if we can reallocate that to where it's really needed versus using it just as on the broad acre that's where we're going to see results that's where we're going to make up and make some of these unfarmable areas farmable again and I'm running into that same thing with, with our vellum right now and the trials that we're utilizing. Nematodes are, I mean, they're they're in spots. They're generally not across the whole field when we're talking reniform nematodes and what's really you know hurting our cotton down here in the Concho Valley. We've been able, just like the Texas cotton rerot, rot to go and map out those zones and where guys are willing to run a dual product planner where they're putting out some imidacloprid inferro on every acre, but then we're putting out a light shot of vellum where we need it and then we're going to the full rate of vellum in those areas that's where we've seen major yield results and that's where we're seeing guys actually want to see the value and variable rate see the value in field view and start coming over more readily
3: that's an outstanding example I want to clarify for the audience here Kyle referenced a 4440 John Deere that was made in the late 70s early 80s And the customer was able to engage with FieldView here with Kyle through some of the solutions like map anything and and add on things to where that they could start to get digital. So what I want you to understand is Kyle just talked about somebody starting their digital journey that we hit in session one and now upgraded that farmer where that individual now is more interested in digital discovery and maybe digital planning and testing because they started to see value and Kyle was willing to meet the customer where they were at and help move them ahead so from that that's how we start to tie all this together and the takeaway here is any customer can participate in field view and we can solve problems with customers in field view if we can get them to understand how to start making some profitability changes understand the real problems behind the scene that are not just a price objection so this has been some phenomenal learning what i'd maybe turn the question to is let's think about that customer relationship as you look at problem solving and or trials how does that help you build better trust with relationships with those farmers and dealers as you use field view. Can you guys comment there?
1: One thing I would say is, you know, at first, especially as we were rolling out FieldView before, you know, dealers had a, even a baseline knowledge. Uh, now I think most folks at least have a pretty good baseline knowledge all the way up to, we have retailers that are more of an expert than I am even, right? But the one thing I always had to keep in mind is, even though, they weren't always fun conversations of when when you were getting those phone calls of, you know, that retailer doesn't know how to do something or that grower doesn't know how to do something, even though, you, you know, you may be talking to them several times in a day and it may not feel like super exciting on, on our end, but they're calling us. Right. So that they're they're looking at us as a, an expert and a value add to their operation. And so the fact that they're calling us and asking for advice is just showing that we're, we're looked at as an advisor, whether that's with the grower, whether that's with the retail salesman. I now look at those phone calls as positive, even though they're not always fun, a little bit high energy at times when they're needing to roll with the combine and they can't get the drive pair or whatever it is. But the fact that they're calling us means that they're looking at us as an expert and, and a value add to that operation.
3: Kyle. I'd like to turn this question to you from your retail experience. So at times I know we get the objection, a retail agronomist either doesn't have time or doesn't want to jump into the innovative tech because maybe it's scary. How did you approach that in terms of helping those customers jump in as you problem solved, you helped with the trials? How did you get the customers over that barrier versus saying, hey, I'm not gonna engage with this and really get them to trust you in building that profitability, building that local performance story as the advisor.
2: Well, I was fortunate that whenever I became a climate dealer, we all that Xtendimax was also launched. And um, the main kicker there and what gave us the opportunity was climate was a $1,000 a subscription a year at that point in time. And uh, farmers needed spray records to show that they were spraying extendamax correctly. So honestly, that was what made that barrier easier to cross. Uh, you know, once I was able to get on there and show guys, look, here's, here's your spray records. This is going to fit in TDA. If they come to audit you, you're going you're gonna to be lights out. You're going to be solid. And so, I mean, that's, that was kind of cheating for me, but it was a way for me to get a lot of subscriptions really fast at a high price. But once I got those producers in and utilizing that, Then we started looking at their planters, then we started looking at okay, you're planting nine different varieties of cotton because where I was working, we actually grew production seed for Delta Pine and I had growers that were using multiple different varieties. Keeping that straight, I had growers that they have landlords and they've got brothers and sisters in and they have to split all the seed at the end of every year and at the end they had a population, they had the amount of acres and that split was way simpler. We could pull up one report and split their seed in five minutes versus pulling four accounts, trying to get everything straight and going that route. So as we started kind of unwrapping what climate could do for us, we just found more and more opportunities that if you put your data in it, you were able to extract it out and make your life simpler. We found areas where it hurt me. Like as I said earlier, I'm not gonna win every trial. I'm not gonna, gonna be out there. So but what farmers really like to see was if you didn't win why didn't you win you know it wasn't it wasn't a loss because farmers the last thing they want to hear is that you win all the time you've got the best thing since sliced bread and if this goes on your farm it's going to win you know they want to know that a product is is that it's a product and that it's it, <laughs> every situation is different so this actually made producers trust me more because they could see that themselves and they could understand why You know we could go back and pull their application records their planning dates their planning times the amount of rainfall that fell on a field and when their applications were and what happened so in cotton an application of stance you know i'm able to go in there on field view look at the ndvi image after we sprayed it and sometimes i can see us a response right away sometimes i can't you know sometimes it rained right afterwards and we we had a, a large growth event And you could tell that based off the NDVI. So once again, it was hard. Most farmers are hard-headed and resistant to change. But once you get them started rolling and they see value and it's easy enough to use, it just kept snowballing and getting bigger and better. So then our plot data, everything started getting better. We were able to track the varieties where they were at. Instead of having to go out and find a flag, I walked out there with my iPad. The farmer had shared the field to me. That way that any time I went in there and checked, I could leave a field note, this is this, this is that. And what they really liked is that they pulled it up at night sitting at home while they're watching TV or not wanting to watch whatever was on TV and going through and seeing what I scouted that day and what went on. And then I had other guys where I left those notes and they never found them or they never cared to look at them. So, I mean, each grower is a different opportunity, but the field scouting method, being able to share those fields right now, Byron and I and then our, our TDRs, we have the opportunity within our own team to share all the fields that we have in field view to the entire team. So as our year is progressing, if someone is curious how. How is kyle's corn and vellum trial this year you know they can pull it up and see exactly what it did and what we're seeing at that point in time so there's a lot of opportunities for everybody to work together and see results before we get to the end of the year so that probably a long-winded answer to your question but you just got to you have to start using it and you have to start looking into all the options available and then it will just start snowballing after that
3: wow that was phenomenal kyle One thing I'll comment to kind of summarize what he just said is farmers will give all of us credit as reps based on our broad view. And you commented you've got trials that your team can broadly access and field view, but then you can also come right back to that farmer's own field and tell the story. So you've got two different opportunities that 10 years ago didn't even really exist, and that's uniqueness that we shouldn't take for granted that field view provides us that we can really support with confidence what we're giving for a message to that farmer.
1: Yep. So I would I would just echo what Kyle said there. So what allowed us to be successful, whether it's in West Texas or or in Texas Panhandle or places out into California and the PNW that I covered was we didn't try to sell the whole field view platform to them at once. We found the piece that brought value to their operation, whether that was spray records, whether that was planting and keeping track of where the hybrids were. So we don't have to go sell them this whole big, massive uh, bundle. We take the piece that they'll bring them value and we focus on that. And then once they're using the product, they see that it's easy to utilize uh, and it'll bring value to their operation. And then the other piece to that is is I think you know I've, I've had different interns and trainees that have been their mentor over the years or even just in my territory or different roles that i've filled whether it was going from west texas to the texas panhandle or to western kansas to eastern kansas i might know my agronomic products but i don't know them in another place so how a hybrid is going to perform here versus there um, i think as you're an intern trainee or a new fsr coming into a new spot your your biggest gap is your local agronomic knowledge, right? So I don't care if you've been in the business forever. um, It still takes some time to know how to do it locally. And what FieldView has allowed me to do from that is to bring some value day one. And so even though I don't know how this hybrid performs in in this area, or I don't know how the fungicide is going to perform in this area, I can still show up on that farm and be providing value day one as I'm Learning that local agronomic knowledge, and I'm going to use this tool to both learn and develop those relationships. So, it's just a it's a really good opportunity to, as you're coming into any new role, you can lean on your your knowledge with climate's not going to change, uh, but your ability to learn the area and still be bringing value, whether that's to a local retailer or to a grower in a new area.
3: That's some outstanding wisdom there. And as we kind of recap this. Kyle and Byron have said point blankly, find a need, start with something, don't sell the whole enchilada or try and focus on the whole enchilada field view. The tool is really powerful at building that story from a local perspective on the farming operation to potentially regionally within your pod. So, as a CPFSR, it can help you as you're Partnering to represent a couple key products. You could demonstrate value there as you're walking through doors with dealers and and potentially on farm calls. And as um, you get down the point of problem solving, there's tons of tools, be it rainfall, historical rainfall. I heard field health image maps, application maps, planning maps, there's soil maps. You can import soil tests. There's just a ton of different tools, but the key takeaway these two gentlemen shared with us, it's going to be a little bit different by each operation based on what you need to access to understand the problem and get to resolution, hopefully, or to better understand the trial and demonstrate what the capacity of that product was to their bottom line as you manage that budget, and help that customer reallocate dollars and cents to what they need to be profitable.
0: Gentlemen, I feel like Andrew and I probably appeared like bobbleheads throughout this podcast today because we were in such agreement. I'm convinced that you guys could take the show on the road if y'all need a side gig of doing some kind of crop protection, field view focused podcast. I was floored. Thank you, Andrew, for summarizing some of those comments. Y'all, if y'all don't get a chance to capture notes just listening on the first pass, I would encourage you take some notes, listen to this podcast again, because there were so many good nuggets that Kyle and Byron shared. I had chill bumps the entire time, which I just learned this week that chill bumps is a southern phrase. I guess in the north you say goosebumps. Is that correct?
3: What we do y'all say, say goosebumps in Texas? Up here.
0: Yeah, goosebumps. Uh-huh. I also have major appreciation for y'all, even Spent a little time myself in Texas whenever I was in grad school studying at the Texas A&M. Y'all are in God's country doing God's work. And I appreciate <laughs> I appreciate your time today in answering uh, these questions with Andrew and I. So thank you, gentlemen. If we have any other questions from the gallery as far as participants go, I'm sure that y'all would be willing to answer, correct?
1: You bet. Whether it's somebody in Texas or anywhere, feel free to reach out where we can help.
0: Thank you. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you for your time. Appreciate the opportunity. Stay tuned for our next episode where we interview members of the new business model team all about Delaro Showcase. Until next time, this has been The Field Viewpoint. Services and products offered by Climate LLC are subject to the customer agreeing to our terms of service. Our services provide estimates or recommendations based on models. These do not guarantee results. Agronomists, commodities, brokers, and other service professionals should be consulted before making financial, risk management, and farming decisions. More information at climate.com disclaimers. FieldView is a trademark of Climate LLC.